Welcome to today's podcast with Crosspoint Church, where we share the gospel and we share our lives. With so many fun and new exciting things going on at church, we want you to be in the loop. So make sure that you check out our Facebook page and that you check out our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com. And now for today's message. Thank you so much, Pastor Levinsky. So many great things happening. I encourage you to be a part of each of those things. Last week, Pastor Dan preached a powerful message on forgiveness. Pastor Dan, thank you so much. If you missed last week, I'd encourage you to go online and watch that on YouTube or crosspointwaverly.com or Facebook or take a listen on Spotify. And before I dive in any more areas, I'm just looking at you on the front row, bro. I got so emotional during your baptism today, and I just believe in the best for you and, uh, and for your future. And I tell you, I love that moment when you walked across here and you saw your brother Eddie over here and soaking wet, you just gave him a hug. Y'all did this little thing together. And that's what the body of Christ is all about, is having people in your corner and in your court who love you and support you And that was a powerful moment this morning. Let's give God praise for it. Well, over the past few years, we've taken the Sunday of our annual business meeting to look back over the previous year and to celebrate what God has done as well as look ahead. In 2023, we introduced a vision statement to the church. You, you hear us reference it frequently. PG came up here and, and said it earlier. I'm so proud of you, PG. You, you just know it from memory. Our mission statement is this, is that we exist as a church to inspire and equip people to give their whole lives to Jesus, to grow in their relationship with him and others and go tell the world the good news. The Holy Spirit is at work in all three of these things. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts us of sin and draws us to Christ. He's the one who sanctifies us as we grow in our relationship with him. And the Holy Spirit is who empowers us as we go and tell the world the good news. Over the last year, we have united our hearts and our lives and our efforts around this vision. And it's unbelievable to see what God has done. We believe that the way that we'll accomplish this vision is by making disciples and developing ministers. By making disciples and developing ministers. It's been so incredible this year to sit in staff meetings and hear PG talk about kids that are being discipled and trained in ministry. It's been exciting to hear Pastor Fisher talk about the School of Arts and the students that are being discipled and trained for ministry. It's been exciting to hear Pastor Madison talk about the teenagers of our church and their love for the Word of God and how they're being discipled and trained for ministers. And this year, week after week, we have celebrated what God has done, and it's been exciting. I think it's so important that we take moments like we're doing right now this morning to recognize what God has done, to give him the credit and the praise for it. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse number 12, it says, remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. As I look back over the last 10 years as our church, it's nothing short of miraculous what God has done. 2023 was the strongest year the church has ever experienced for the glory of God. 
What's about to happen in this service is not a church pep rally where we pat ourselves on the back and say, look at us, but instead we just wanna take a moment and say, God, we look to you. We saw what you did in 2023, and we want you to know that we celebrate it and we give you the credit for it. And so that's what we're gonna do here for a moment. This past year was marked by the biggest kingdom impact that our church has ever experienced in a single year. Almost every single week, we were able to inspire and equip someone to give their heart to Jesus. Almost every single Sunday morning, someone moved from light to darkness. In fact, 259 people last year moved from being a child, did I say light to darkness? That's completely backwards. I tell you, uh, word of advice. Make sure you have a good wife, and then when she has a messed up look on your face, you just think through what you just said. So, baby, thank you. Thank you. Sometimes it's my shirt's not hanging right, you know, or something. But that time, it was, y'all were all like, mm, wow. I don't think that's the mission of our church, you know, to move people from light to darkness. So, thank you. Let's start that part over, 200. 59 people last year moved from darkness into the light. Amen. Yeah. From being a child of wrath to becoming a child of God. And that's what it's all about. And I'm just telling you, we would have done all of that for one person. But yet God in his grace and in his mercy drew 259 people last year to him. These people didn't let the raising of their hands and the praying of their prayer be the final step of their faith journey. Instead, for them, it was just the first step. Last year, we baptized 58 people. 58 people decided to go public with their faith last year and follow the Lord in obedience. More people got baptized in our church in 2023 than in 2021 and 2022 combined. Come on, that's worth celebrating. The Sunday attendance grew by 13% last year. Our average attendance for the year was 571 people. And listen to this, the final quarter of the year, the average attendance was 642 people on a Sunday morning. I think most of us hear that number and we do what some of y'all just did. You're like, praise the Lord, right? God is good and he's faithful to us. I'm also aware that some of you hear that and based off of previous experiences that you've had with a church or for whatever reason you think, man, the church only cares about numbers and this just demonstrated it. And I just have to share this with you. We rarely talk about numbers on a Sunday morning. And the reason for that is I never want anybody who's part of our church to think that you're just another number to us. At the same time, we know that numbers represent souls. And so one time a year, we say, you know what? We're gonna look at the condition of the flock. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna celebrate it. And I wanna tell you that the condition of this flock is healthy. The condition of this flock is thriving. The condition of this flock is multiplying. There's some more numbers that I get even more excited about than Sunday morning attendance. In the final quarter of 2023, we had 331 volunteers serving in various ministries. Y'all, that's bananas. Like 331 people said, I wanna give of myself to something bigger than myself. And 331 people as part of being made as a disciple were developed as ministers. 
You want to know why the church is growing, why lives are being touched? I'm telling you, that number right there is a strong indicator. It's a huge number of people that are serving the Lord, in glad, serving his church with gladness. The other reason why the church is growing is because of the hunger in each of you to grow in your relationship with God and others. Another number that's so exciting to celebrate is that when you combine Wednesday night youth and Wednesday night kids and small groups, Men of Iron small groups, Sisterhood small groups, Grief Share, FPU, all of the uh, electives that are offered in the college ministry, there are nearly as many people involved outside of Sunday morning as what are involved on Sunday morning. That demonstrates the hunger that this church has for more of God. They commit that you would commit to additional time outside of Sunday morning to grow in your knowledge of God. This past Wednesday night, small groups launched back up and this place was buzzing with activities. I mean, it was filled with the brim, filled to the brim of people. There were people everywhere. Last year, Pastor Dan uh, took 53 people and completed growth track with them. He's led this uh, for us and he does an incredible job leading this and it's a great opportunity for people to hear more about our church, the history of our church, the future of our church and in addition to that, he helps people discover their spiritual giftings and not just to discover them so you can know what they are but instead to help plug you into a ministry where you can use those gifts. It's also our avenue for membership. So if you've ever wondered, how do you become a member of Cross Point Church? You go through Growth Track and you'll hear all about that process. And if you have a cell phone, you can pull it out and scan the QR code on the seat in front of you and you can sign up for the next Growth Track and be a part of that. One other number that I wanna celebrate with you is Kingdom Builders. A few years ago, we set out to give more money to, to, to global impact than our church had, had ever given. We launched Kingdom Builders, and it's our funding strategy for global missions, local church expansion, and future Christian leaders. This is what we call generous giving, above the tithe giving. And in 2023, we raised $444,947.73. That's incredible. I was looking back through the annual reports of our church and realized that over the last 10 years, our church has given away nearly $2 million, $2 million. CPC is a generous church. We're a generous church. In the past 10 years, nearly one out of every $3 given to our church has been mobilized for kingdom causes outside the church. When somebody says the church is all about your money, can I just tell you we're not? This number demonstrates that. Like we're about being a funnel. You get it to us, if God can get it to us, he'll get it through us, and so we're gonna give it away for kingdom causes. We've surely seen the goodness and the faithfulness of God. As we look back, we say, God, thank you. We recognize that all that we have celebrated today, this morning, is because of the work of God's hand. We also look ahead and we say, God, give us more. Grow your church more. May more people come to know you in 2024. May more people follow you in obedience and get water baptized. May more people join a small group and go through growth track and become obedient and generous givers and find purpose in serving your church with gladness. We pray and we ask this not for our sake, but because the mission is urgent. 
people's eternities are at stake. So we praise God for all that he's done. In fact, in this moment right now, can we just give God praise for all that he's done this last year, for his goodness and his faithfulness to his church. As we look ahead, I want to look at Isaiah chapter 26 this morning. You can turn in your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 26. The verses will also be on the screen. Isaiah chapter 26 opens up with these words, in that day this song will be sung. In that day this song will be sung. It's the signaling of a future time that had yet to be realized for Isaiah's original Israelite audience. The scholars differ on whether they believe Isaiah's prophecy points to final events of history or to the events that were in the near future of the prophet at that time. Sometimes it doesn't have to be an either or. In this case, it might be both. Old Testament prophecies often include a short-term and long-term fulfillment, which is how this chapter gives us timeless promises that we can still cling to today. So let's look at it together. Isaiah chapter 26, verse number one. In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. He sets up salvation as walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation that keeps faith may enter in. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. For he has humbled the inhabitants of the height of the lofty cities. He lays it low, lays it low to the ground, casts it to the dust. The foot tramples it the feet of the poor, the steps of the needy, the path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of the righteous. In the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. My soul yearns for you in the night. My spirit within me earnestly seeks you. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. Let's pray this morning. God, we thank you so much for your word and for the power that it has to transform our lives. We ask that over the next few moments that we would sense a demonstration of your spirit's power. Would you make your word come alive to us, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Twice in this chapter, in the midst of images of chaos and judgment for the unrighteous, Isaiah tells us about the peace God's children can expect. In verse number three, it says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. The perfect peace that Isaiah wrote about is an all-embracing peace. It describes an overall mindset and approach to life from the perspective of peace. This promise requires action from us. We get to participate in the peace that God gives us. We get to choose to live in that, and this passage teaches us exactly how we can do that. To live at peace, we first have to trust in God. To live at peace, we first have to trust in God. God is trustworthy, and trust in God is necessary to live at peace. The second action that it requires is to fix our minds on him. Again, verse 3 reads, you keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. We fix our minds on Jesus. We don't fix our minds on people or our circumstances. And as we fix our minds on Jesus, we're constantly reminded of his goodness and his faithfulness to us. 
He can't be anything else. He is good and he is faithful. And when we choose to focus on it, it changes everything. We don't get thrown by events. Instead, we trust that God is working all things for our good. Can you imagine if in everything that we face in life, we would turn our attention to God? And not like in a whip your head type of moment where you're like, where did that come from, God? Or an eye roll moment to God, but instead in every season and circumstance that we would look at the faithfulness and the goodness of God and that we would fix our thoughts on him. That he would be the, our first, that, that that would be our first reaction to focus on and remember how good and faithful that he is. The amplified version of the Bible reads like this for verse number three, you God will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast. It gives this clarification. Who is one whose mind is steadfast? That is committed and focused on you in both inclination and character because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. The Amplified Version takes it a little bit further in talking about a mind that is steadfast on God. It says in both inclination and character. In both inclination and character. Inclination is a person's natural tendency or urge to act or feel in a particular way, a disposition or propensity. Oh, that our nature would be transformed so that our natural tendency would be to have our minds fixed steadfastly on God. This passage continues. It says, because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. He trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. As we look back over this past year with gratitude, we look forward to the future with both hope and confident expectation. We look back to the past with celebration and with gratitude, and we look to the future with hope and expectation. The Message Bible translates verse number three like this, people with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole, steady on their feet because they keep at it and they don't quit. People with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole, steady on their feet because they keep at it and don't quit. How do we have peace? How do we continue to see a mighty move of God here? We fix our thoughts on Jesus and we keep fixing our eyes on him and we don't quit fixing our eyes on him. Isaiah continues in verse number four, the message Bible reads it like this, depend on God and keep at it because in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. Depend on God and keep at it because in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. Those of you who are a little older in the room will remember that Coca-Cola used to have a slogan that said, it's the real thing. It's the real thing. Isaiah says, the Lord God is the real thing. He writes, depend on God and keep at it because the Lord, in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. And in verse number seven, he continues, the path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of the righteous. The Amplified Version expounds on this even more and reads, the way of the righteous, those in right standing with God, gives this clarifying. Who are those in right standing with God? Living in moral and spiritual integrity. is smooth and level. O upright one, make a level path for us, for the just and righteous. 
the way of the righteous, those in right standing with God, living in moral and spiritual authority, those who don't just talk the talk, but they walk the walk. The Bible says that he smooths out their path. When we fix our minds and our thoughts on God, then we act right. Right thinking leads to right living. And when we have our thoughts fixed on God, we're thinking right. Verse 7 says, the path of the righteous is level. You make level the way of the righteous. We see in this passage that God goes before the righteous and he smooths out the road. It's not hard to think of an image that illustrates this passage this morning based off of what we experienced a couple of weeks ago. When we had a tremendous amount of snowfall in a short amount of time. Right? How many are grateful that the DOT went before you and took all the snow drifts off of the road and smoothed out the road and made a level road for you? Right? And Isaiah says that for the righteous, this is what the Lord does. That God goes before the righteous and makes the, the path level. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, there's another passage that talks about trusting God and acknowledging him and that he'll make our paths straight. Verse number five of Proverbs chapter three says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. The message Bible continues with verse number seven. It says, the path of right living people is level. How many of you want a level path? Let's be right living people. The leveler evens the road for the right living. We're in no hurry, God. We're content to linger in the path sign posted with your decisions. Who you are and what you've done are all we'll ever want. Through the night, my soul longs for you. Deep from within me, my spirit reaches out to you. When your decisions are on public display, everyone learns how to live right. If the wicked are shown grace, they don't seem to get it. In the land of right living, they persist in wrong living, blind to the splendor of God. Verse number eight, the New Living Translation says, Lord, we show, you our, we show our trust in you by obeying your laws. Our heart's desire is to glorify your name. And in continuing on in verse number 12, he says, Lord, you will grant us peace. All we have accomplished is really from you. As we reflect back on all that God has done in 2023 and as we look forward with confident expectation on what God is gonna do in 2024 and beyond, these verses are the cry of our heart. And we show our trust in God by obeying his laws and truly our heart's desire is to glorify his name. We acknowledge that all we've accomplished is really from him. And we know he's not done. What God has done at Cross Point is so special. And he's so far from being done. I'm gonna ask that you would bow your heads and close your eyes all across this room. Maybe there are some of you who've come in today who don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've never asked him to be your Lord and Savior and you say, today I wanna become a follower of him. You say, I wanna move from darkness into the light. I wanna move from being a child of wrath to being a child of God. 
Maybe there are others of you who at one time walked with God, but you've turned your back on him and you say, today I need to see my relationship restored back to him. If that's you, in just a moment with every head bowed and every eye closed, you say, I need to ask Jesus to come into my life for the very first time. Or you say, I need to see my relationship restored back to him. When I count to three, why don't you slip up your hands all across this room? One, two, three, lift them up all across this room. Thank you, I see that hand. You can put it down. Are there others this morning? There's another. Thank you, you can put it down. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. And if you raise your hand, I want you to repeat it after me and mean it with everything that's within you. But know that you won't be praying this prayer alone, but that each of us in support of you will also be praying this morning. Let's pray. Say, dear Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've messed up. And this morning I ask for your forgiveness. Come and give me a fresh start. Be my savior. Be my king. Take over every area. Take over every aspect. And help me from this day forward to live for you with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind, with all of my strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God praise for what he's done this morning. If you raised your hand and prayed that prayer today, I'm gonna ask that you would do a couple of things. One is that you would look at the person on your left or right and let them know of the decision that you've made today so that they can encourage you in this. In addition to that, just as you saw Arius take that next step today and go public with his faith, if you raise your hand, I'd encourage you to, to sign up to get baptized and go public with your faith and tell the world what Jesus has done in your heart today. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, we thank you for what you've done in our church and in our lives over this past year. God, today we... We just wanna draw attention to it and say, we recognize your hand and your work in it. God, we thank you that you are good and faithful in all things and in all seasons, that we can put our trust in you. And so Lord, as we look ahead to 2024, with gratitude, we look back and with hope and expectation, we look ahead and we say, God, would you continue to grow your church? God, would you continue to draw people to you? Would you continue to make disciples and develop ministers? God, would there be even more people this year that would get water baptized? Lord, would there be more who would be faithful to you as you are faithful and good? In Jesus' name, amen, amen. We're gonna do something a little different this morning. I'm gonna ask my wife and the board and their spouses to join me on the stage for an announcement. Aren't you grateful for the leadership of our church? Let's express our appreciation to them as they come up here. Incredible men and women of God, so grateful for each of them. Mm. 
Because God's blessing has been so evident to our church, what I'm about to share with you today is maybe challenging to understand. But we're people of the Spirit who don't rely solely on what we see, but what we sense God is saying to us. Sometimes the leading of the Spirit doesn't seem logical to us, but we say yes anyway. This is one of those moments. Nearly 10 years ago, I was leading a college ministry called Chi Alpha in our state, and it was in a super strong place. And a man by the name of Pastor Gary Pilcher was talking about the introductory phases 10 years ago of starting this church. And he reached out to me and asked if I would come to this church and tell it about Chi Alpha. I came and spoke to a passionate group of people, God-fearing, spirit-led, who had just started a church. My wife and I and our kids weren't looking to make a transition. We weren't looking to move to a new town, yet when I came and spoke as a missionary, there was a stirring in my heart. And a few weeks later, I was voted in as your pastor. I'm convinced that we followed the Spirit's leading and our lives are better for it. Over the past few months, Erica and I have been once again experiencing a stirring from the Spirit. We're confident that God is leading us into a new and a different season in our calling. And as people of the Spirit, we want to be sensitive to what the Lord is doing. Our season as lead pastors of Cross Point Church is coming to an end. We believe that He's asking us to step out in faith and for this next step to, uh, I'm going to start that sentence over. We believe he's asking us to just be obedient and step out in faith for this next step. As we followed him here 10 years ago, I met with the board and with the staff on January 4th and informed them of this decision. And we've taken the past few weeks to be in prayer for today. And although Erica and I have no clear step for our future, we're hopeful to have greater involvement in missions. We're uncertain as to what's next for us, but what the Lord has been solidifying so deeply in my spirit is that God has been so good and faithful in every season. He's gonna continue to be good and faithful to us. And I feel it so strongly for our church as well. Over the last 10 years, God has been so good and faithful to our church. He's gonna continue to be good and faithful to the church in every season to come. Our cross point story the experiences and relationships will no doubt be the highlight of our lives and we're beyond thankful for the last 10 years to live alongside all of you and to minister alongside of you. This church and all of you are truly special to us and we feel so blessed that God has given us the opportunity to serve you all. On a practical note, the plan is over the next few months is to work with the board to identify a new lead pastor. I'll continue to serve as the lead pastor and assist the board in identifying a candidate who's aligned with and can help us reach the next step in the vision that we've just talked about this morning. So that as a church, we don't take a step back, but instead we continue to move forward with all that God has for us. On a personal level, I love serving as a lead pastor and love living here because of all of the relationships that we've developed. Erica and I know how special this place is. We're still believing that the best is yet to come for Cross Point. We've been grateful to be a part of the big story that God has been writing over the past 10 years. Here's what I know after 32 years of serving Jesus. 
that the most important place for us to be and the most important place for our church to be is at the center of his will. And this decision is all about making sure that our family and our church family is right where God is calling us to be. That was the case when we were in Des Moines. That was the case when we were in India and back in Des Moines before coming here. And we believe that's the case now. I'm gonna ask Clint Wickham to come for a moment and share some words. Hey, before I share a couple words, can, can you just share your appreciation for the Barthelows over the last 10 years? It's okay to be emotional. Most of these people cried. I didn't when he announced it. I, because we've done battle with the Bartholos as our chief and commanders here at the church. And there's emotions there. And it's okay to be emotional. But thank you for demonstrating what it looks like to be a believer in Christ. When the Holy Spirit prompts us to do something, even though we don't know what it is, he calls us to step out into the unknown, knowing that he's going to lead us and guide us. They don't have a plan. They just know that the Holy Spirit's telling them it's something else. And they're stepping out in obedience. So what's he calling each and every one of us to do? What's the thing that he's calling us to step out in obedience to? Ten years ago, a group of a hundred or so Jesus lovers, truth followers, with a passion for the lost, started meeting. and started praying, Lord, send us a leader. Send us a commander to help guide us in this pursuit. And we're so thankful that the Holy Spirit prompted these guys to come here and lead us over the last 10 years. Now, a group of Jesus lovers, truth followers with a passion for the lost, probably well north of a thousand people that call Cross Point home, have a, a message that we can articulate more professionally about who we are and why we exist. We exist to inspire and equip individuals to give their whole lives to Jesus. To grow in relationship with him and with others. And to go, and to go share the good news to all the world. Well, thankful for what God has done in your guys' lives here at Crosspoint. We're so thankful for the past, but if God has done it before, he can do it again. Come on. Do you believe that? So as much as our flesh mourns the loss of a close friendship, which will just be more distant, close relationship, our soul hurts too. Because we see a, a person that's gone to battle spiritually and they experience amazing things, but also experience the tragic things that life offers. We're so excited that he's got a plan for them. He's got a plan for you, and he's got a plan for us. So as a church, let's be praying, not just in a moment here, but let's be praying that God brings the right person, the right family to help lead us for the next 10 great years here at Cross Point Church. And be praying that the Holy Spirit starts giving them clarity on the next step, right? Because it's, it's one thing to step out in faith, but it's also a little bit scary kind of stand there going, okay, God, we're here, <laughs> where are we going? So would you join me in prayer? 
Lord, we thank you so much for the Barthlows. We thank you for the investment that they've had in the kingdom right here in the greater Waverly area. Lord, we don't take it for granted, the leadership that they have. We thank you for everything that you've done, not in each of our lives, but in the whole congregation's lives. And a lot of it is because of the, the shepherd that you called here to our church in the past 10 years. Lord, we're excited to hear what you have planned for the Barthlows next. And we know that they're going to make great impact in the kingdom of God wherever you send them. And Lord, as a group of Jesus lovers, truth followers with a passion for the lost, we ask you to bring that right person to help lead us on the next 10 years. You are so good, God, and we trust you and we love you. And it's your name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's stand all across this room. Thank you, men and women. So grateful for you. Eric and I truly do believe that the best days are ahead for Cross Point Church. And as funny as this may sound, I really do hope that a few months from now or a few months from when the new pastor is selected, that some of you will text me and you'll be like, hey, you know I loved you, but I'm really glad you left because this person is amazing, right? And so that's our hope and our prayer. We love you guys. We know that we're loved by you and we're believing for and praying for the best things for, for Crosspoint. And we know that God has uh, great things in store for us as well. So let's do one more thing. Before we leave today, can we just give God one more hand clap of praise and can we thank him? God, we're so thankful for what you've done. We're so grateful for the presence of your spirit today, for the unity of this church. God, for the disciples that are being made for the ministers that are being developed. And God, we look ahead to you with hope and expectation for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen. Well, listen, I'm glad that you came today and we're gonna be here next week. You don't wanna miss it. Pastor Gary Pilcher is gonna be preaching next Sunday. And so I would encourage you to come and be a part of that. God bless you. Have an amazing week. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message was inspiring and encouraging. For more information about this message or about all things Crosspoint, check out our Facebook and head to our website at www.crosspointwaverly.com.